welcome back to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. I am Randy Heyer, coming to you from Oklahoma City, and joining me, as always, live via satellite from Berkeley, California, we have Will Scoville. How's it going, Will? Hey, I'm all right. How are you, Randy? I'm doing well. I took a risk. I did something that is not really characteristic of me on this pod, and I picked a movie based on title alone. And so here we are. We're about to review Voyage of the Rock Aliens. How'd you? I did. you know about this movie before? Before now, uh, this is a movie I'd been seeing kind of like around. It would like always pop up when I was looking for trash to watch. And yeah, I I'm sure I almost clicked play on it like more than once. But this is the first time I've seen any of it. Um, so thank you, Randy. Thank you for finally making me watch this. <laughs> Well, it's a name that, like, I guess I'm thinking that this must have been in the the Golden Turkey books. Do you know about those? Like the Medved oh, yeah. brothers? Yeah. I'm thinking that they must have a feature on Voyage of the Rock Aliens in there because, mm-hmm. like, it was just in my head. But I, okay, here's what led me down the path of where we are today talking about Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which is streaming free on Prime, if any, if you have it. Uh, I watched it on, on Tubi because I am no longer a Prime member. Yeah. is it So it's on Tubi too mm-hmm. then? Fair enough. Yeah. It, it's a movie that is truly should be free if it's not worth, they should pay you to watch it almost. <laughs> it's like, in a way. But okay, here's how... Uh, I basically found it because I was listening to a podcast that was talking about the movie The Program. The, the oh my god, that's movie. a movie I was I was wanting to pick uh, for a future episode. <laughs> Are you really? We'll be okay, watching that soon. Could. Yep. Yeah, we could. I'm into it. But uh, in the podcast, they're talking about Craig Sheffer, who's the star of The Program and Voyage of the Rock Aliens. He's one of oh, the stars. Okay. He's Frankie, um, and they were talking about how, like, I guess, and I didn't do any research to back up what they were saying in this podcast, but they were saying when he was making the program, he had to leave to go read for Oscar Schindler, for Schindler's List. Like, huh. Craig Sheffer had just been in A River Runs Through It. Hmm. And so it's just like, he has a weird career. I knew him mainly from being in Nightbreed. Yeah. Which, have you seen, you've seen Nightbreed? No, I, I, I'm very aware of that movie, though. It's a, yeah, Nightbreed is Clive Barker's follow-up to Hellraiser, and it's like, notoriously, it was kind of a, a weird failure, but is a cool movie, and it actually has David Cronenberg, and it's not a cameo. He's like <clears throat> a major uh, character in the movie. And so, oh, wow, okay. I don't know. There's... Nightbreed has a lot going for it. And Craig Sheffer, that's where I knew him from. But So I was reading about him, and I saw this was his first movie. And the title of this just stuck in my head. I couldn't get it out of my head. And another thing, I uh, just before I get off, we get into the movie about Craig Sheffer, is apparently, I guess he's later said that he kind of like fumbled his career by just being kind of a dick, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, and you look at his career, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty hot in the 80s and 90s. And then I'm reading about him today. He turned down being in 
Torch Song trilogy on Broadway to do this movie, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Wow. And then later he was in it, though. So he's... Oh, really? Yeah. In, like, one of the main runs of it, the second run, I guess he plays David in Torch Song trilogy, which wow. is crazy. Like, that's a huge... Import very important play by Harvey Firestein. And uh I don't know. That was blew me away. I was like, wow, I guess Craig Sheffer is like a good actor, you know, like he yeah. has actual like big stage cred and stuff. Well, it's but, like Pia Zadora is also in this. Oh, go ahead. You had a And I didn't uh, okay. I don't I have no reference point for Pia Zadora, and so I'm doing reference on her. I'm reading about her and learning about her, and she seems like a pretty wild character, too. Mm-hmm. Will, what do you know about Pia Zadora? Uh, not a whole lot. The only thing, I, I've heard her come up from time to time, and, like, people kind of laugh about her, and so, I, but I really have no reference of, like, who she is. It's just that she was supposed to be a big breakout star coming from Broadway, I guess, where she was pretty well-respected, um, and then went back. After, after her movie career kind of fizzled out and people were like, oh, yeah, she is actually quite good. It's just huh. her movie career didn't pan out. Um, well, but she was in a uh, mystery science theater classic, uh, uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. She oh, yeah. Martian children. So. Yes. And um, which is another Medved talked about movie in those turkey books. Those guys are mean, you know. Those guys, they, I like they those like, books. Are they conservative? Huh? Are they like... Yeah, and they're conservative and they're um, they're like, they're homophobic for sure, but they're like, there are lots of things. They're maybe even racist. Like, I I don't know. They And they definitely don't, they don't understand like... I, I feel like they don't understand movies really, you know, very, yeah. I don't know. I, I liked those movies a lot when I was younger or those books a lot. The we're talking about, I'm talking about right now, the golden Turkey books, the Medved brothers. And they made another book called, um, 50, 50 worst films of all time. That was their first move, their first book. They're kind of these big floppy coffee table kind yeah. of kids movie books. Um, but I know Pia Zadora, that's a name that I know from those books because Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, of course. And then uh, I know they have to talk about this. And I think they talk about another movie. Her big breakout movie was this movie called Butterfly, which is directed by Matt Simber, who is who Mark Marin in the Glow series is based on. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, I in my research, I was reading that, I guess... She, Piazadora married this guy, Selkis, or something like that, who is a huge, connected, extremely wealthy man. He's like 30 years her senior. And I guess the rumor is that he basically bought her this Best New Star Award at the Golden Globes for this movie, Butterfly, because then the Razzies, which is the Razzies is like another thing, another like mean institution, yeah. like the Golden Turkey Awards that like, only as a, only for kids and mean people or this yeah. is this like a valuable thing at all. They said she was the worst star of the year or whatever. I don't I don't know. I don't have a huge history of Pia Zadora. Craig Sheffer is kind of who I'm coming into this with. The director I found out directed The Enforcer, which is an okay 
Dirty Harry movie. Um, he also, also directed the second eight movie. What? Uh, there's listening? also uh, the cinematographer on this also shot Star Wars. So there is a little bit of lineage here. <laughs> so, but this movie, I didn't know anything about it. And I was very, I felt very bad and I felt very sorry. About 10 minutes in, I was like, oh no. <laughs> but it sort of leveled out and became a movie after a while, but it wasn't good. I didn't know, I didn't know that this would be a full on musical. Like, Voyage of the Rock Aliens, it's like a full song for every three minutes of mm-hmm. talking, probably. Yep. Like big, big, big production number. I mean, big in quotes production numbers. Um, and like, I, I'm trying to avoid talking about some other movies cause they're going to come up in recommendations based on this, but it well, is. We have to, are you going to talk about Crybaby or something? Like that's the movie. No, I no, I'm not going to talk about Crybaby. I'm talking about like the Apple and, uh, oh, okay. and, uh, Xanadu and Grease 2 and, um, Around the same time, like these a string of like weird ass musicals were coming out, and they were kind of cheap, and they weren't great. Um, this was remarkable to me because it was like new wave, basically. Mm-hmm. It was like it had sort of like almost a punk edge to it, but it was very like it's like they got these two bands, like they got a fake Devo band called like Rima or something like mm-hmm. that. From Arizona, and I was reading, here's another piece of trivia. After a screen test, the filmmakers asked the bass player to not be in the movie. It's like, wow, of, that's of Rima? Yeah, it's like, the band should have insisted that. It's like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. why? I I can only imagine what, was, what could have been wrong with this man that he couldn't have been in this horrible movie. Seriously. But they're the rock aliens, and then they're led... <laughs> The main guy who leads each faction is like an actual actor, but the crew is a band. So mm-hmm. the Rock Aliens are this fake Devo band called Rima from Arizona or something. I've never, they're not even on Spotify. And then <laughs> Craig Sheffer leads a crew that is a band called Jimmy and the Wranglers. Was that what that band was called? I Is that the name of them in the movie or is that the name of the no, they're a real band because they're on Spotify. Okay. And they're they're just like a fake Stray Cats, man. I laughed so hard when they started, pl- like, I mean, I just didn't know what this movie was going to be. I, uh-uh. I know, I, I hope this isn't, like, just torturous for the listener to hear me kind of dance around what this is, but I don't really know... It, I don't know how to describe it, this movie. It, so, like the it, it, okay, so yeah, you have the fake Stray Cats and the fake Devo band, and it's like it, it's weird because it's supposed to be kind of a beachy movie, but it takes place on Lake Erie, which is like all polluted and shit. <laughs> and um, it's got this weird kind of like sarcastic thing to it. Um, but yeah, like the the rock aliens come down and it's like they're all kind of like fighting for musical supremacy of this small town. And it's weird. It is really bizarre and even more bizarre than it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. But I, I want to mention like there are things you said, you know, when it first starts out, you're like, oh, wow, what do we what do we get ourselves into? Because it's like 
weird and kind of bad. But what won me over... So first of all, there's a scene in that like... That malt shop, all right, where you first hear the the, the Stray Cats band singing. Jimmy and the Wranglers is what yeah. the band is called. Yeah. And so, like, everyone's dancing, and I was watching with my wife, and she said, this is weird, and it looks like a milk commercial. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And it was, like, the perfect description. But there's a whole scene that takes place in the women's bathroom, and it starts off with, like, these dancing feet. And yes. they're all in the stall, and they all have their panties around their ankles. <laughs> and I'm like, that is something I've never seen, and I kind of like it. I kind of think that's clever. Um, and so after that, it won me over enough like to kind of, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll, I will roll with this and see what else it has to offer. And it was like, all right, all right, okay, I, I can accept this, you know, to some degree, and it's not completely worthless it's got something to it you know but it's like recommending this to somebody it's like oh my god like (laughs) you got to be very aware of that person's tastes (laughs) you have to like do a big like preface of like okay you just got to take it for what it is and just let it take you where it needs to take you and just don't don't try too hard it's like this is the campiest thing ever. I mean, I that would be fair to say, right? But it's also it's like it's not smart though. It's not like yeah. John Waters where it's like he's doing this with like some sort of like purpose necessarily. It's like this is just a bunch of shit happening. <laughs> you know? This uh, is yeah, it's it's a it's like John Waters but without any sort of like uh, biting satire it's just kind of it exists it's not even like um like a top secret like where it's it's a it's a total slapstick satire it's not it's just kind of is it tells its own story that is completely derivative but yeah but it's still it's, it's its own thing in a lot of ways but i don't know who it's for it's just kind of wow yeah no i'm with you the director I guess I'm paraphrasing now, but he was like saying he wanted it to be like as if you're flipping through channels. So it's like space movie, beach party movie, greaser movie, horror movie. Okay. But it doesn't I mean, fucking, I mean, I guess it, there were some jokes in this that like, I mean, it just wore me down because it's so. It goes so hard and aggressively with the music and everything, and it's just like you just have to. And it feels long. It's not that long. It's longer than it should be, but it feels like an eternity for me. There's parts okay, like Michael Berryman is in it from. We we all know him from Weird Science, but also The Hills Have Eyes, and he's like he's sort of supposed to be like a a slasher killer, like from a slasher movie or something. Mm-hmm. And he's carried around chainsaw and he's chasing this woman down and he's got her corner, but then the chainsaw breaks down and he cries kind of like, it's very like making a joke about how it's a penis or whatever. He's yeah. impotent and stuff. But then she's just like, hold on, don't cry. And she produces like a thing of tools from her purse. And then they get down and they're like, like fixing his chainsaw 
And then it, the movie goes away from that for a long time. But then it, when it eventually cuts back and they're still on the floor working on the chainsaw, I laughed. Like, yeah. So there's like a few things like that where like it just it wore me down, I guess, mm-hmm. where it's like, OK, that was pretty funny, you know, mm-hmm. like, but. I mean, they did bring that back because like when they get it working again, it fits into like a plot point kind of like yeah. an action point, I should say. Yeah. Um, of the story so it's like you know they they did it and there's things in here like the phone booth teleportation device that is yes so similar to bill and ted it was like yes. wow wow that is that and then they kind of look like the people that they meet in the future who are like mm-hmm. party on you know with the yeah. glass the thin glasses and stuff yep. yeah this is before bill and ted right yep yep so it it, it predates bill and ted it's a little bit different, but, you know, it's also the phone booth, you know, from Doctor Who. Um, so whatever. And it's also beaming from Star Trek, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, I also, I thought it was really funny. Craig Sheffer, he, like, comically just beats the shit out of everybody that he mm-hmm. meets, basically. And it's like, that was funny. And then there's a part where he has, like nine lockers basically it's like a garage door and he has like this weird shrine to piazzadora in it i there were some moments that made me laugh like that you know that were reminiscent of rock and roll high school or greece or greece 2 or whatever you know movies that we like that we've talked about on here before and i i loved he had like perfect abs like mm-hmm. enviable i was like whoa, this guy's yeah. in crazy shape, but he's yeah. wearing a leather jacket and no shirt for the entire movie, and that was very funny to me. <laughs> and I liked... I thought Pia Zadora was good in this. Yeah, she was know? fine. For, for what I the movie know. was, it's like... I don't the know. The music... All the songs are really horrible, though. Yeah, they are. And then, did you... We didn't even talk about the most baffling thing is the beginning, where there's a music video where she's in it, uh-huh. but it's not... It's got nothing to do with the movie at all. And it's the song well, they sing at the end of the movie. Yeah. So it's... Go on. It's, it's, yeah, it's got... Who, who is... Which Jackson is it? Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine Jackson. Sort of dressed like Michael. Yeah. It's sort of a Mad like, Max thing going on like in the video. A little bit of a, it's a little bit of a Mad Max and a little bit of Captain EO. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sort of like actually reminds me of Cyborg, mm-hmm. the Albert Pion movie. That we will yeah. someday cover on here. So lots of guys on motorcycles with crazy like white like clothing, and then another faction of people, and there's they're running and they're they're in love and they're from different factions, and it's like trying to tell that story. And I'm like, okay, well this will be interesting. And then they're like, well, we'll leave these two to to kind of sort things out. Let's go to another planet, Earth, and Piazzadora's also there, and but it's a different Piazzadora, and it's like, all right, well, and. <laughs> yeah, I guess the whole situation is after the movie, because that's the song they sing. It's the same song that she and Craig Sheffer sing at the end. Mm-hmm. And I guess they recorded that, and then it was decided, they made the video, and it was just decided that the music video would be tacked onto the movie somehow. Wow. And they were going to put it at the end, but then it ended up being just at the beginning of the movie, which, like, honestly was the moment where I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this movie is horrible. And yeah. then the rock aliens are 
like woken up, and that was a funny scene, sort of. It's like little, they're like they, they're Barbie little doll men, yeah, and yeah. he puts them in this like pneumatic tube, and they come out as normal sized men. Yeah, well, there's that, and so he pulls him out of the fridge first. The robot pulls him out of the fridge first of all, and then puts yeah. him in. And then later on, after the main guy sees Pia's door for the first time, he like is like literally explodes into several pieces. <laughs> and there's this whole scene where they have to reconstruct him, where they flatten him out, and then like print him out on these pieces of paper, and then like inflate him. And it's a I don't know. I thought it was pretty. It was another one of those scenes where I was like, okay, all right, I will sit through this. I will accept this part of the movie because it's like so weird and just kind of like unexpected and mm-hmm. silly and fun. And I'm like, I, I can't be mad right now at this, um, at this weird fucking movie right now. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I hear you. And it's just one of those movies like, Okay, do you remember Psycho Beach Party? Yeah. It's a movie that kind of, it's like that, where it's like, it's such an oddity. I mean, I think Psycho Beach Party is better, but it's like, that is a weird movie that's like, only a select few are set to receive the message of this Mm -hmm. movie. And this is sort of like, where it's so, the camp is so high, but there's like, the content level is like low, I guess. There's just something about it where it's like, it's very meaningless, but it is a lot. It's very extreme, and it's full dance number. I mean, every song has 20 people dancing and choreographed dance to the songs and stuff. And some of the shittiest new wave rockabilly revival music, it's not either. It's both. It's not yeah. at the same time. Not, but Well, yeah. it is at the same time in one scene. So Yes, that's true. I don't know. Voyage of the Rock Aliens is a movie that it's hard to like. I I would never recommend it to anybody, but if the title is in, it just caught fire in my brain. I could not stop thinking about it. And then you were like, what movie should we do? You pick it. And I was like, I just can't stop. We have to do Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Like we just have to do it. I have to watch it. Get this out of my system. So there's the, there's this and there's another rock and roll space movie that's animated that I can't remember the name of and we should watch that one too. Um, heavy metal. It's not heavy metal. It is <laughs> at the same time as heavy metal, but it is a one. It's like a full story, and it's more on par with like the Star Chaser movie that we watched. It's about rock and stuff. Well, isn't Jim and the Holograms is sort of about rocking out in space and stuff? Is it space right. though, or is it just kind of like? Or are they in the future or something? I think they're just like hip women in a band. I can't remember. It has nothing to do. So they're in the future at all? And Jim and the holograms? I didn't There's watch a movie that. that they made of that. I know. We should watch that. I have I have no... Just watch. I, I, that just kind of came and went. And like, we should watch the Jim and the holograms movie. Yeah. I, that would be crazy. Did you see that Josie and the Pussycats movie that came out? Like I never did, but people like that one. I like that one. I mean, I haven't watched yeah. it in a long time, but it was like... Just it was an overload of like product placement, but it was kind of a point to have it. It was like that scene in Wayne's World, the product placement scene in Wayne's World. Oh yeah, and that gag—that's the whole movie. Oh, I mean, but it's like you don't quite know that it's that, but it's just like it's so mm. overdone and in your face, and 
um, they, they address it, you know, at the very end as well. So we are kind of burying the lead. The main movie that this reminded me of is Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't stop thinking about Earth Girls Are Easy and this and just like this movie. Like, it wasn't made with no money, but comparatively less money to like, yeah. there's that scene, the scene I always, I'll never get out of my head in Earth Girls Are Easy where Jim Carrey gets like a piece of ice from like a long glass out with his like long tongue. <laughs> and it's like this effect shot. And this girl's like, I'm taking you home tonight yeah. or something, you know, to him. That movie is crazy. I remember, I don't know, kind of, only kind of liking it. I, did you like Earth Girls Are Easy? It's all right. Is that a big one for you? But it's got like, you know, it's got Goldblum, it's got Jim Carrey, and it's got Damon Wayans in it. And so you got two In Living Color guys in it, pre In Living Color, and Julie Brown. And um, so yeah. like, it's a really who's the main. Who's like the main character, the woman in it? Gina Davis. Oh yeah, so it's like it's stacked up, mm-hmm. and then her her fiance, who she's drawn away from by Goldblum, is Charles Rocket. Is it really? <laughs> yes, and at the end they basically make him like fall in love with his dog or something with like a. Oh yeah! Oh my god! I hate I, I hate shit like that. Yeah, Charles Rocket and Jim Carrey would meet together again in Dumb and Dumber, and then Charles Rocket would take his life, take his own life. But, he cut his throat too. Oh my god! Which is that's that's like that's serious. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Voyage of the Rock Aliens doesn't have it has Craig Sheffer and Pia Zadora. It's like another movie starring Mickey Rourke and Liza Minnelli will be opening tomorrow. Will it be yeah. as successful? Only time will tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. I mean, you got anything else, or should we take a break and then come back with a big roundup? I got nothing else. I hate for it to be a short episode, but like, I mean, it's just Vo- it's Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Voyage this of the isn't Rock a, Aliens. a blood on the moon situation where we're gonna have to just discard the episode. But like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think we're ready to go into the roundup and and the wrecks. Maybe the episode will get a little longer. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and come back with a big roundup. Let's do it. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I 
would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Welcome back to Cathedral Mission. Uh, we're talking Voyage of the Rock Aliens. <laughs> kind of a mistake I made. Uh, a few episodes back, I was talking about how we were going to start doing a serious movies on here. Put some tuxedos on, <laughs> watch some foreign films. And I picked Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Will, on a zero to five star rating scale, what would you give Voyage of the Rock Aliens? I'm going to give this a two and a half stars. It's not bad, but it's not good either. And it's like a very, it's, it's an acquired taste that you can't get out of your mouth. Um, it's going to stick with you for a while. And you're either going to like that um, to an extent or you're just going to absolutely hate it. Um, and so two and a half is like your warning is that it's not going to get much better, but it will be good enough to kind of, sit through it you know it's it's yeah. not excruciating it's it's got some charm to it but it's not a good movie yeah uh, by any means so yeah two and a half stars this is one of those movies that proves to you how much like shit there is that gets churned out that people just forget i mean the dogs of 81 was definitely an excursion into that but did you ever listen to that episode or that show, the movies that made me, that yeah. Joe Dante's podcast? Mm-hmm. Ua Roth's episode is really interesting. He he picks just obscure '80s comedies, mm. and that's like all he talks about is like movies that like you've never heard of, like, like the, kind of probably this. They probably talk about this. Yeah, on, I haven't listened to it in a while. There's one called Soup for One that I would always see at the, at the video store, and the post the the cover of it was like a guy in in New York City, rowing a bed across uh, the, the, the river or whatever, the Hudson River. Yeah, and, I mean... And it's like a sex comedy from 1980. And it's like, I've <laughs> never seen it anywhere. Probably, yeah. And, like, movies that, like, were ripping off Animal House that you've, like, oh, never heard of yeah. and stuff like, you know. And this is just, like, this is just one of those movies where it's, like... I mean, I don't like I don't like it. I don't like what it's laying down. I like eighties movies and stuff. Mm. It's not funny to me at all. <laughs> but in some ways it was admirable to me for them to try to get these two bands and just like let's make a movie where you guys are like rivals. Like all yeah. uh I mean, sort of what they did with Purple Rain, you know, or 
Crush Groove has like some like made up rivalry for the movie. And I love stuff like that. I love that it captures Jimmy and the Roundup or whatever the fuck the stupid the fake stray cats band. It's it's cool that the movie captures them forever. They're in the movie and like in terms of like would you ever do something like this? Like I did do something like this. Like if it, somebody was making a low budget movie and they're like do you want to be in it? I would say yes. I did say yes. I have been in a low budget movie. I'll do it again. Yeah. I had a great time. I loved it. I'm sure the boys in Rima and Jimmy and the Stray Cat ripoff band all had a great time making Voyage of the Rock Aliens, and that was apparent to me. And yeah. I, I was impressed. It's like wall-to-wall. There's like 15 songs in this. Right, which it's is like a full soundtrack. On the- yeah, and they're real songs. They're not like good, but they're not. they're not like... Horrible. It's not like a joke, like yeah. that they're like so bad or something like that. So I'm going to have to give Voyage of the Rock Aliens three out of five stars, which is high, but it's yeah. just because it's such a weird oddity. I feel like it definitely it earns its place to exist mm-hmm. a lot more than some movies, you know. I was waffling on giving it a three stars. I think I'm going to stick to my two and a half. Yeah, but three star was in consideration at one point for me on this one. Uh, yeah, but I, I did I like the, the half a star is like for the extra effort it took. You know, it is not a two or even a one and a half star movie. It's like no solid two and a half. They really try, and it's not. Yeah, it's got something to it. So, yeah. and I like a campy movie too. I like a movie like this. So, will give me your recommendations on movies that maybe got it right. Uh, you know, bit. I mentioned him earlier, you know, Xanadu, um, is, a, I love Xanadu. Happened. Xanadu is like definitely a little bit more of a budget on, on that one. Uh, um, yeah. especially a special effects budget and Hey, if you're into it, it, it could be fun. Um, and then Grease 2 is just, it exists. It is, you know, I very rarely do I see a sequel to a musical outside of like, I don't know, Mamma Mia, um, you know, which is kind of a weird jukebox musical and not an original musical. And mm-hmm. so Grease 2, and, is, and Grease 2 has Michelle Pfeiffer in it, but that, again, is not a good movie. Um, one that is They got the roles that, reversed, too, yeah. right? Because she, Max Caulfield's the Sandra D of that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, oh, but the one that I, that I end up, like, anytime I watch it, I'm like, man, oh, God, this is fucking awful, but I like it. It's the Apple. Um, yeah. I've never watched just, the Apple. It's just, it's just, it's a sci-fi movie. It is a a very queeny uh, uh, '80s movie, uh, and it is done. You know, it, it's a canon release, I think, and mm-hmm. so it has got that charm to it as well. And it is just what it is, man. It's like, it's kind of, it's it's like. Um, Eurovision type of thing. It starts off with like a Eurovision type of thing where it's like mm. this competition of, of musical acts and it's this couple, they're like Adam and Eve and then they get offered, one of them gets offered the apple and it's like um, an allegory of both the book of Genesis and the music industry. And it's an, and it's also a sci-fi mu- movie and it's a musical. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of it's all a canon place. movie. Yeah. But it is, it is 
of its time, and it is from the same era and it is of the same kind of level as this. And I think it does it a little bit better. And the, the musical numbers are a little bit bigger and a little bit better as well. So the app. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen it. They talk about it extensively in Electric Boogaloo, the the wild story of Canon films or whatever the fuck. Like that's like one of the early movies where they kind of announced themselves to America, I guess, with the Apple. Is one did you ever see ones. did you ever see The Last American Virgin? No, that's another one that was big but that that's a movie that was like a remake of, of another movie, a movie that was huge a runaway success yeah. in I- israel yeah yeah and, and you see it C- and you're like what <laughs> yeah you should uh, see that one that one is off the wall man it is <laughs> yeah i've i think i mean if i've seen it it was like years like 20 years ago you know or something yeah. but like i know a lot about i know like has that maybe has Lawrence monasoon in it who is in friday 13th part four and yeah anyway i'm getting off topic i want to get to my my recommendations and my recommendation will be yeah just everything we talked about like crush groove i think is like an awesome movie that incorporates music and real bands and stuff into a fictional premise it's it doesn't get that far away from it's almost is just straight up it's sort of what i wanted mortal Kombat the movie to be peek behind the curtain we just recorded that episode i don't know where it's coming in relation to this but where it's just like it is just without explanation just people introduced and they perform a song and then they leave and it's just like hits just like boom 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 and this movie was sort of that except you don't know the bands and you don't really like the songs and stuff like yeah. that like if this would have been if Devo would have been playing the rock aliens you know and they're actually it was the stray cats this movie like would have we'd all know about this movie. yeah 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 you would, <laughs> even if it was bad you would be like oh that movie that the stray that stray cats and Devo did together yeah that would have been awesome but so yeah, I would just say Crush Groove. I think Cry Baby is another movie that does it's like a funny musical about uh that's the send up of like greaser culture and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you know, Grease, I guess, is a everybody loves Grease. Yeah. It's a good movie. Anyway. What well, I don't I remember know. was Cry Baby made for television? I don't think so. Was it or was Maybe. it theatrical? I for for whatever reason for years I was like I swore that I it was feel like like for T, made for TNT. Serial Mom feels like made for television to me. That, but that like, I remember coming out in the theater though. But oh, okay. maybe for whatever reason I remember it coming I out. I can't imagine. I feel like the the budget is high on Crybaby, you know, but I don't know. You might be right. I feel like Crybaby is in his that and hairspray, where he's like trying to appeal more mm-hmm. to mass audiences, and I think both those movies are PG or PG thirteen. That's that's why I'm thinking good. it might it might be like a, a made for TV thing, um, and it's like let me just uh, Bolton was screened out of competition. Uh, went in the went to the theater. Okay, I'm wrong. I yeah, I'd be. I would have been shocked if it would have been yeah. made for TV. 
Weird. Okay, I thought it was a made-for-TV movie for years. Well, check out Crybaby. Definitely a theatrical release. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Or Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which is also probably a theatrical release. It probably Different times. in the theater at some, uh, at some point. I've seen the Apple yeah. in the theater more than once. I mean, if this uh, came out in 85, you literally could have bought a ticket to see Back to the Future or this movie. Mm-hmm. Just for the same price in the yep. same theater. Yep. Beautiful. Different time. Yep. That that 80s meets the 50s vibe that is like present for a short period. Of, there's a movie uh, that I love, Remote Control, that is very much the same thing. It's a mm. sci-fi horror-ish Body Snatchers movie set around a video store. Mm. Uh, but it's also kind of racist because all the alien, evil aliens are Asian people. Um Whoa, yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah. so like, late, lately I've been like, oh, I love this movie that I'm watching it again. I'm like, all the aliens are Asian people. And it's like kind of like the <laughs> the incoming Japanese technology <laughs> that's taking over American products. Uh, uh, maybe i got to stop mm-hmm. recommending this so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jennifer Tilly's in it. Hey, you know. Oh. I like, well, we don't need to. Be creeps here. I was just, I like Meg Tilly more. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this one up. Voyage wrap of the up. Rock Aliens. A short episode for us, but hey, guys, it's Voyage of the Rock Aliens. I don't know yeah. what else to say. What are you gonna about do about it? What you here got going are. on, Randy? Oh, not too much. We've got chat piles doing things. Working on his T-shirt right now. That I'm particularly excited about uh, maybe i'll mention to you off mic what it, the actual concept is maybe be i don't have a, i don't have a chat pile t-shirt yet i gotta get on that well so they're just down the street from you they're based in uh san francisco our label is so. i haven't been to san francisco in two years man <laughs> yeah but they're down the street from you comparative to me true yeah am i wrong you're not wrong all right well what do you got uh, I got this show, Cathode Ray Mission. Check it out. Rate yes. and review us uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts or if you've got Please. some place to rate and review, do it. And just tell your friends about it. Let us know what you want to hear. You know, reach out to us wherever we may be on social media through various outlets. Um, yeah, just tell us what you think. Uh, let us know that you're listening. And thank you to those who are. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, I got another podcast, uh, it's Nerd Rage of the Great Debates. It's fun, nerdy uh, debate show. Um, we had a fan who, someone who became a fan of the show uh, early in the Trump era when we started uh, because he said he was looking for debate podcasts that didn't talk about politics. And that's us. And we don't, we aren't mean about it. We aren't really even correct most of the time. So don't worry about it being like strong opinions. It's just all about having fun and arguing with each other um, in a controlled space. And we're all friends afterwards. Uh, and then Septoc is documentary reviews. I also work on that. Uh, it's also pretty great, um, you know, talking to a lot of directors and stuff lately. So check those out. Nice. And that's all I got. Well, Will, once again, we've successfully landed the ship or we've Gone out into space, I don't know, voyaging, yeah. rock alien style. They didn't really do any, they went to Earth. They voyaged to Earth yeah. and had a, a minor adventure there. Yeah. They cleaned up pollution. We didn't mention that at the end. They're like, let us clean up the pollution. It was, God, this movie was so stupid, but. 
Oh, oh. I do. I do want to mention that some of that stuff, like Lake Erie, did have some trauma vibes to it. Like the kind of the budget Very and the much. scale, like it feels Very a much. little bit like a trauma movie. Or so, Surf Two. I don't know if you ever saw that. Movie. I never saw that one. <laughs> it's coming out on Vinegar Syndrome. Pretty oh, is soon, it? Okay, actually. I know exactly what kind of movie a, it is. It's a nasty movie. Very, very <laughs> gross. Uh, all right. Cool. Anyway, Will, let's voyage out now, rock alien style. Peace, <laughs> peace and love. I'll see all you right, next man. time. See you next week. All right. Week.